Hello. You are about to travel through the sixth dimension. In its fullness exists cinema entertainment that creates many forms, all while maintaining the same purpose, to tell and explore magnificent stories of the burden of existence. This is a dimension of imagination. Your hosts, Adam and Bailey, will do their best to guide you through vast perspectives in cinema that create new dimensions for all to admire. Welcome to AB Cinema. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whatever time or day you're listening to this episode of AB Cinema Podcast, we want to thank you for tuning in. I'm your host, Bailey. Adam is still out. He is sick. So please send him your prayers, send him your wishes that he gets better. It is Monday, or sorry, not Monday. It feels like a Monday. I've been up pretty, I was up pretty late last night. But it is Friday, May 27th. The day that Star Wars Obi-Wan and Stranger Things Season 4 premiered. And there's a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, I'll just, I'll kick it off with Netflix. Netflix announced Geeked Week. And for our listeners that aren't aware, Geeked Week is just where Netflix announces uh, shows and movies that they're, they're going to be making that are um, within the that are going that are going to influence pop culture shows like Umbrella Academy Shadow and Bone was one that came out a couple of years ago um The Sandman is a really big one that's coming out that a lot of people aren't aware of uh they give sneak peeks at Stranger Things and um so I'll just list off a couple of the things that they're going to be giving us um Stranger Things is going to have a sneak peek for the season 4 finale part uh sandman will probably get an actual first trailer instead of a teaser and a premiere date the umbrella academy will get a sneak peek as well and we'll be getting sneak peeks at shows for sweet tooth season two um the gray man spiderhead the chris hemsworth movie that the trailer was just released for last week um but yeah, that's that covers all for Netflix Geek Week. I'm I'm pretty excited for it, just to see what they do. I'm I'm disappointed that we didn't see any Avatar: of The Last Airbender on there, which I'm fine with if they're wanting to do something differently with their, um, with this show because it is really big. It's got a budget as big as Game of Thrones, uh, over 15 million per episode, and so Netflix is taking this adaptation extremely seriously and i'm curious to see how this movie or this show is is developed and we'll have to just wait and see till we see our first footage or first screen grabs from it anyway moving on to the fast 10 franchise the ever bloated fast 10 has added a new cast member of rita moreno who was in the original um Oh, it's blinking on me now. West Side Story. Uh, she was in the original West Side Story and the new one. Uh, but she has joined Fast 10 as Vin Diesel's grandma because everybody's family. So, that is that. I'm sure Adam has some thoughts on this. I don't. Like, I, I've been very adamant. I'm not a huge fan of Fast 10. 
any of the franchise, really. But we'll just have to wait and see if this movie is actually good. I get the feeling that it's going to be too big. Some sad news that happened in the news yesterday. Ray Liotta of Goodfellas, I believe, uh, has passed away. And um, this is really unexpected. I'm very sad. Um, there's, there's nothing else to say otherwise, other than it's just devastating and sad. He was 67 years old. And I don't believe any reports have released a cause of death yet. Moving on, PlayStation Studios came out and announced several different projects that were in development. They have decided not to join the streaming game, which I'm kind of grateful for that, and my my bank account will eventually be grateful for that as well. Horizon Zero Dawn, a PlayStation exclusive, will be getting a show, which is currently in development for Netflix. Uh, God of War is currently in development for Amazon. Twisted Metal is shooting currently with Anthony Mackie, and that's for Peacock. Gran Turismo is a show that is in development with no studio laying claim on it yet. Neil Blomkamp is directing and producing a Gran Turismo movie, and there's no word on whether or not this is tied to the Gran Turismo show. Um, Out of all of these, the one that confuses me the most are the Gran Turismo ones. And the reason for that is because there's really no narrative to the game. It's all very calming and it's I don't I really don't know how they're going to be doing an adaptation of that but as I say with everything that we haven't seen anything for we'll just have to wait and see all right here comes the big news we had massive news at Star Wars Celebration uh with trailers premiering with first pictures with shows announced I'll just start off Willow. Uh, Willow is coming to Disney Plus, a sequel series to the original movie uh, directed by Ron Howard. This show is produced by Ron Howard, and we're getting a lot of the original cast back. Um, It looks really, I think it looks pretty good. I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to go into the world of Willow again. It's such an interesting and oddball move from Lucasfilm, but it's so, I, I don't know how to explain it. It's just a sweet film, and I'm excited to see how they continue it in this one. Um, and the new cast looks great. We have our first look at Indiana Jones 5, and it's only just a picture of Harrison Ford in a dark cave with yellow lighting. And that's, that's all it is. It looks really good, though, and we'll just have to wait and see. Hopefully it's not another uh, Crystal Skull situation. But speaking of skeletons, uh, Star Wars announced a new Disney Plus show. This is the project that uh, was rumored for John Watts and actually Jude Law. But they announced the, they gave the show a title. It's now called Skeleton Crew. It's starring Jude Law, and there's going to be around four kids that are around the age of 10 and it's said to be like the Goonies and it is also set during the time of the Mandalorian 
And essentially what this show is about is a group of kids that gets lost in space and they have to find their way back. So I'm really interested to see how this goes. I'm not sure if this is going to be a one-off show, like a, a limited series, but it'll be interesting to see how the audiences perceive this. And another thing, John Watts was really clear, even though this show is starring children, it's not a show for children, which I am curious to see what he means by that, but we'll, we'll just have to wait and see in 2023 or 2024 when this is released. Moving on, some very exciting news is Andor. The trailer released and it is premiering August 31st, just about a week and a half after, um, or it may be just two weeks after uh, She-Hulk comes out. I I love Rogue One. Rogue One is probably the best Star Wars movie that Disney has released. And I'm very, very excited for this. Diego Luna is returning as the titular character, Cassian Andor. And we're going to be getting a lot of legacy characters that show up in this as well. This series will be, or the first season will be 12 episodes. We will be getting a season 2 in 2023 with another 12 episodes. And the director has said that this will make us question what we know of the legacy characters, which is interesting because I always love added depth. I feel like Rogue One was like a, a movie that we didn't really need, but we were pleasantly surprised by it and it's star wars canon now and it's exciting to think about and so this show is going to be interesting and uh, diego luna said that after these two seasons we're going to wonder how rogue one ever even happened but that's that's it then we get some mandalorian season three um season three is premiering february 2023 so we have a, a little less than a year till this show premieres, but I'll go through and um, give a spoiler description of the show, of the footage that was shown at Star Wars uh, Celebration. It wasn't shown to the general public, so you cannot find this footage anywhere. Unless it gets leaked, then it will probably be taken down within 30 minutes of it being leaked. But I'll just go with what IGN as shared. The footage began with Din, aka Mando, and little Grogu visiting the armorer, who, like a judge handing down a harsh sentence, makes it crystal clear that Mando has messed up big time. You have removed your helmet, and worse, you did so of your own free will, the armorer says. The footage then cuts to a shot of the ever adorable Grogu's reaction. This elicited hearty, hearty, hearty laughter from the crowd. You are no longer a Mandalorian, she says, adding redemption is no longer possible. We then follow Mando and Grogu as their travels take them to reconnect with their ally, Grief Karga. As Mando and Grogu approach Grief's compound, a pack of Kowakian monkey lizards, I probably mispronounced that, but I don't care is perched in a tree snickering at them. Grief is decked out in a pretty impressive outfit, complete with a red robe. 
He seems to be do doing very well for himself, like he is perhaps a new, in a new high-ranking position of power. He greets Mando and Grogu warmly. The sizzle reel includes a myriad number of atmospheric shots of sets and, se and a sequence where Mando and Grogu are being chased in their new N1 ship by several enemy ships. We see Rebel X-Wing pilot Captain Carson Tiva, played by Paul Sun Hung Lee, and a Rodian meeting with a mechanic Pelimoto, who's played by Amy Sedaris. There are also quick glimpses of galactic scientist Dr. Pershing, Omid Aptahi. Grief looks like he's about to get into a quick draw a quick draw duel with someone. We also see Mando and Grogu floating along in his hover pod, exploring what appears to be the mines of Mandalore. There are also shots of several different Mandalorians, but it is its build-up to the return of Sakoff's Bo-Katan that hints at the conflict looming between them in this coming season. Mando walks down a long hallway and finds Bo-Katan sitting on a throne. She's not exactly pleased to see him. Bo-Katan says his cult had given up on Mandalore long before the purge. Where were you then? Mando tells Bo-Katan, I'm going to Mandalore so that I may be forgiven of my transgression. And at the very end of the season 3 sizzle reel, we see a fully armored Bo-Katan in action where she says to Grogu, Did you think your dad was the only Mandalorian? And that is the end of the Mandalorian Season 3 footage that was shown at Star Wars Celebration. I'm really excited for this season. I, I think it's going to be really fun. And I hope, that, I hope that we enjoy what's to come with the, the battle of, for the throne of Mandalore. Moving on, a spinoff of The Mandalorian and Star Wars Rebels, Ahsoka, we found out, will be premiering in 2023. I'm excited for this. I love the character of Ahsoka. And so I really, really hope that we see a lot of her show and that it's a bigger, more bloated show than The Mandalorian and The Book of Boba Fett. Moving on, Taika Waititi's Star Wars movie is now confirmed that it will be Star Wars Return to Cinemas in 2023, most likely in December around that time. So I want to share with you, that covers all of our news for today, but I want to move into reactions, buzz, and a review. Um, I'll start with the buzz first, uh, but... Supposedly, Joaquin Phoenix has met with Kevin Feige to discuss being the villain in Doctor Strange 3. And this comes to us from Giant Freaking Robot. I'm not sure if this is true. Take it with a massive grain of salt. They say their source is reputable, but we'll just have to wait and see until there's an official casting announcement. Or if they just surprise us when the movie comes out. So, our reactions. Obi-Wan Kenobi, I'm going to try to keep out any spoilers because this show is pretty massive. And you're going to be wanting to watch this this weekend. Ewan McGregor, he is so good as this character, as Obi-Wan Kenobi. He is 
I, I love his performance in this show. He, you believe that he's feeling the burnout of, of trying to stay hidden from, from the, uh, the Empire during this time of, and period of unrest. He's such a good actor, and his portrayal as Obi-Wan is so well done. Reva, uh, played by Moses Ingram, is very, very intense, and I was very surprised by her performance as well. I, she is a force to be reckoned with, and I mean that in every pun intended, and I am excited to see her character develop as the show goes on. It's going to be very intense whenever she does actually confront Obi-Wan Kenobi, and she brings an intensity that honestly reminded me of what Darth Vader brought in Rogue One, which very it's, it's very exciting to me, and I, I'm so excited to see what this, this means for the franchise. I hope she doesn't die because... Honestly, I could see her getting a spinoff that would be really, really interesting to me because of the things that she knows. And then uh, moving on, Kumail Nanjiani was announced as part of this cast, and um, his character was really funny, but also really annoying to me. Uh, and I think that was kind of the idea. Uh, he, he, he was more of the comedic relief. I, I enjoyed his his part, his short arc in the second episode of the of the per, two episode premiere. Um, he was very good. He, he's a great actor. I like him, but he also plays a lot of the same roles in every movie he's in, and so I it was hard for me to really like get into it and be like, oh, that's not Camille Nanjiani, but he was still decent. Um, moving on, I, I want to talk a little bit about the storyline. I don't want to give anything away, um, but it's, it's believable the way that we come into the story and the actions that are taken with the story, but at the same time, I feel like they're treading old ground that they've already tread before. Pretty recently, honestly. Um, in the Disney Plus realm of Star Wars, there there are now two shows that I can say have the same outline, but just copied and pasted the outline with slight changes. I'm a little bothered by that, just because I feel like there wasn't a, a lot of originality. I'm willing to forgive it, though, because... Like I said, the storyline is believable. They make you think like, oh, this could actually happen in the Star Wars universe. And I'll explain more of this when we go into our spoiler discussion on these first two episodes. But to me, it just felt like the same way that The Force Awakens copied the the plot for A New Hope. I'm really excited to see how this story develops. Because it is very different from the story that I'm thinking of. And if you've seen the show, you probably know which show or movie I'm talking about. I love the character of Obi-Wan Kenobi. In this show, it shows us that he is inherently good and compassionate. And they keep bringing that up because the Jedi's compassion 
leads them to do good. And it definitely shows, and there are some really tender moments between Obi-Wan Kenobi and a character that we won't talk about till later, but there are just some really, really sweet moments, and it, it got me a little choked up because of what the the prequel trilogy me- means to me, and and it's really a great connective tissue from the Revenge of the Sith to A New Hope, and I love that connective tissue. Uh, there were some callbacks to the Clone Wars and a character reminding him of an old friend, and this was probably the most tender moment in all of the episode. I loved it. Um, I'm just excited to see the these characters' relationship grow, and it make I I I can't say anything else besides it makes sense, and that's it. That that is my reaction for Obi Wan Kenobi. If I were to give it a score, I'd give it a B plus. Um, the lack of originality, as far as the overarching plot, is what's dragging it down for me. But we'll have to wait and see. Till, till the rest of the season premieres. Um, there is actually some talk. There, there may be a sequel series to the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. Or even a Darth Vader spin-off show starring Hayden Christensen. Which would be very, very interesting. Um, that wraps up my reaction for the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. But right before the Obi-Wan Kenobi show premiered last night. I had just gotten out of the theater of seeing Top Gun Maverick. This was a surprise to me. Top Gun Maverick, I'm not a fan of the original Top Gun movie. I think it's campy, it's cheesy, it's got that 80 nostalgia cheese. And I didn't like that cheese, but I love, love, love Top Gun Maverick. It is intense. Right off the bat, they hook you with this sweet action scene, um, this awesome flying scene of Tom Cruise's character, Maverick. And oh my gosh, it was so cool. Um, this, the action scenes in this were phenomenal. They had, it's been a while since I've been in a movie where my heart was pounding and I was sweating and I was just thinking, oh my gosh. I don't know if these characters are going to live or die. And the the intensity is palpable. And the performances of the characters were so, so spot on. Standout performances to me were Tom Cruise, Miles Teller, and Glenn Powell. Uh, Miles Teller plays the son of Goose, and his his codename is Rooster. Yes, let that sink in. You can laugh about that. Um, and then Glenn Powell plays Hangman, and there's kind of a rivalry between them, a friend, friendly rivalry. And the, I wasn't very aware of the plot of the movie, and so I was very... I went into this with no expectations. I, I, I lied. I went into this thinking I wasn't going to like it very much. But then... I started to, I was watching the plot unfold, and and these characters, their, introdu- and their introductions, and how they came into it, and the dynamic between Tom Cruise's Maverick and Miles Teller's uh, Rooster is just so, 
so good. And I, I'm really excited to see what they bring to it. Um, if they continue this franchise, which they absolutely could. Um, I don't think Tom Cruise would be the one carrying the franchise anymore. But it was really, really good. Then, um, the audience for this movie is anyone and everyone. I think everyone should see this movie. I wasn't, I'm not a fan of the original. This movie does give some flashback sequences to let the audience know, hey, this is what happened in the original Top Gun movie. It's been almost 40 years since the original Top Gun movie came out, and so here are the, here are the things that you need to know, and the, the flashback sequences were really good for understanding the current plot, because there are some tie-ins to it. I didn't get every joke that was in the movie, um, because some of the jokes were callbacks to the original, but it was still such a phenomenal piece of work, and I, I really enjoyed it. Should you watch this in theaters, wait to stream it, rent, or buy? And all of the above is my answer. Watch this movie in theaters. Watch it in the biggest screen you can watch it, because it is a spectacle. Stream it when it comes out on Paramount+. Plus. Buy it so if it ever leaves Paramount or if Paramount ever goes under, you still have it. It was so good. Miles Teller, such a good actor. I've only seen him in a couple of things. I still need to check him out in Whiplash. Um, I've watched him from a lot of his earlier work. He's a great actor. Um, he was so believable as Goose, not Goose, Goose's son. Uh, rooster and his performance just was so beautiful the dynamic between rooster and maverick was just so awesome so it was like a um a father who has been um not abandoned but tried has his son has been tried to forget about him and so there is this like almost like the stepfather relationship between Maverick and Rooster. And it's such a beautiful relationship, and it was portrayed so well by these standout actors. And I'm, I want to see this movie again. It was so phenomenal. Go check this movie out. You're going to love it. I'm going to give it an A+. And that's my review of Top Gun Maverick. I want to thank everyone for listening to us this week. Um, hopefully Adam will be back with us come Monday, um, cause Stranger Things came out today, and so we'll have to give our review of that, and our breakdown of the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. Anyway, that wraps up everything for today. Make sure you follow us on Instagram under abcinema.pod, on Twitter at abcinemapodcast, on Letterboxd at abcinemapodcast, on Facebook under abcinema. And you can email us with any comments, questions, or concerns at abcinema.pod at gmail.com. We love to interact with you guys. We would love for you to share our podcast with those that you think would love this information. And as always, keep watching movies.